All right. Hello, everyone. So my name is Rasul. This is a build with Django or Django Makers. We'll see how it goes. Today, Taylor is with me. So Taylor Dai is a strategic finance associate. He created a project called Cashflow Careers, which is an aggregator of an investment banking, private equity, and other finance-related jobs. Hey, Taylor. How's it going? Hey, Rasul. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Sure. No worries. Yeah. I'm happy to have you. So why, why don't we just jump in and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your project in a couple of sentences or more? So about my project, so Cashflow Careers was born out of this idea that we need, there's a lot of finance and finance related jobs out there, but they seem to be disparate across several different resources. So LinkedIn's obviously the big one, company websites, and particularly what's interesting too is they're on re a lot of recruiters post the positions that they're staffed to fill on their own websites as well. And so it was born out of the idea that it's finance is a, a competitive and challenging career path, but if there's a way for folks who want to get into finance and have the skill set and the desire to, they should be able to put themselves in the best position to find finance-related careers, particularly investment banking, private equity, and mm -hmm. roles such as those. And so, you know, this was born out of the idea of what I've experienced when I was an investment banking analyst and I worked in private equity as well. It's just the recurrent pattern I kind of, or problem of a pattern that I saw throughout those three or four years. I totally agree. When I was graduating, one of my interests was financial, going from a place to place such as LinkedIn and mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of specific websites, JP Morgan or whoever. Yeah, it takes some time. The process is very tiring. It gets very tiring at some point. So why did you decide to build with Django? Because uh, I think that your background is in finance. It's nothing like computer science or anything like that. Did you have any previous experience with Django or what was your thought process there? So I had zero previous experience with Django, but I self-taught myself Python after graduation. So I graduated from um, my university back in 2015 with a mathematics degree, pure mathematics. And as part of that curriculum, I had to take Java. And at the time, I didn't really want to take any programming classes. I'm like, ah, what do I need? To, why do I need this? Blah, blah, blah. And I fell in love with it. Like, I really liked Java. It was fun. The, the class was entertaining and I really enjoyed it. And so after I learned Java, I took two courses of Java and I couldn't take any more, unfortunately. And so I, after I graduated, I'm like, this is fun. I've, I've been hearing about Python. And so I just taught myself Python because I knew the basics of Java. And then I just built scripts and stuff over the past couple years of just scrapers, just fun little games for me to play. And then I realized I want to take my experience to the next level. And I started teaching myself Django from just based on teaching myself Python. And I've used a hundred different resources to do that. Sure. You know what? It's interesting. Well, first of all, I don't hear people have uh, saying good things about Java very often, for sure. I personally started with Python and I really liked Python. And then I decided, okay, I want to build a website. And I started doing some research how to build a website. There is PHP, there are you know, a bunch of mm -hmm. different things. And then I, in the end, I decided to Django because that's Python, the language that I love. And exactly. so I'm assuming that a lot of people who are getting into Python are going to go into Django naturally because uh, yeah. because of you, you don't have to transfer to your, your knowledge to any other language. So that's no, that. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Those two is just, I, for me, I, I want to take, as you shared, I want to build, I want to build something and kind of share it with people like on the web. And so 
it was just a natural progression of, okay, I know, and I've heard these like words like Flask and Django and, and, and mm-hmm. past on Reddit and stuff. I'm like, so what is this? Yeah. And that's piqued my interest of, okay, this is what like people in the world do to make software, right? Like on Instagram and Pinterest and Spotify and Robinhood, they use Django or Django REST framework in the back end. So like, this is the real world, not just scripts that you do internally with your yep. yourself. This is how you solve real world problems and put them out there for people to get to use and, and provide feedback on and for you to grow personally. I totally agree with you. Actually, the reason I decided to do Built with Django was when you type in Google, like projects built with Django or you know, sites built with Django, usually gives you a big examples of Instagram and mm-hmm. perhaps Pinterest, a couple others discuss, but it was too big for me. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to build an Instagram. Is there anything more relatable that yeah. I, can, you know, I can see? And yeah, I decided to do that little thing. And I, I'm happy that people like you share their projects. So a little bit more, let's talk about more details about your project. Mm-hmm. So how long did it tell, take you to build um, Cashflow Careers? So for once I understood how kind of Django works, have its way of doing things, it took me about a week to get like an MVP up and running. And that was more like after work stuff and maybe spending mm-hmm. a half hour to an hour on it and like some troubleshooting stuff. I personally think I probably could have got it done in like a weekend because it's, it's it since changed a little bit since I submitted to the site, but all I, all it is just a list view with a bunch of posts and links mm-hmm. and a template and a small little database that's capturing email and capturing job posts. And so it was a very basic, but it was a nice way for me to kind of a nice like beginner project that also solved a real problem. So it was a fun little week of going on YouTube and looking at other websites out there that kind of work the same way as mine do and kind of learning by analogy and learning from first principles. So as you mentioned, you have a list view, it's a class-based view that gets access to the database and then basically lists all the things that are in there. So yeah. how do you capture jobs? Is it a manual thing or automatic? Are you doing some sort of an API to add it to a database or? So what I've been doing, it's mostly manual now. So what I've been doing is, and this is part of my product roadmap, if you will, is I have a couple scripts locally hosted on my PC that go out and scrape several job sites and aggregate them for me. And then I just copy and paste them over okay. into the yeah. admin yeah. using admin. And it's super manual now, but I think it's a nice, it's a nice like next step for me to understand, okay, like, how do I go out there and add into the back end of my web app to make a scraper that automatically updates and can hand do all the error handling and stuff yeah. like that? I, I consider myself a pretty good scraper because that's those are like my two favorite things. I like scraping and doing mm-hmm. stuff like this. So we'll see how like how I can maybe build an API or some type of like back end logic that would be super helpful for me just to automatically do it. I, I don't think I can fully automate it given some of the nature of the of websites course. that I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if I can automate 10 out of 30, 40 websites that I go look at every once in a while, I think that would be, it'd be super. Yeah, yeah. Not only will it be much more automatic and easier, but it's a good way to learn things. So it took me a while to understand how to interact with the API. So there are a couple yeah. of good resources on how to build one. And there with the DRF, Django REST framework, it's pretty easy. Yeah. How to consume, I, it took me a while to understand. But Yeah, that's what I noticed too. It's, it seems like there's not a lot of, there are some good like kind of one-off tutorials on how to con- consume an API within a Django mm-hmm. project. So that's something I may have to lean on you afterwards for some of those resources. But that's, this is the fun part of why I want to do a project like this is that 
I can learn so much on my own and through talking to yeah. folks like you, Django and Love Python and, and configure things out. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff to do. It's incredible. So I'm assuming just a little small note. If you said you said that you're gonna have to do some sort of a timed job, so every day, say, or every week, mm -hmm. you're probably gonna be using Celery or something like that. Did you have yeah, any experience probably. with that? I do not have a. I've read about it offhand yeah. of just. I've seen it go back and forth in like Reddit posts, but I haven't really dug into Celery itself. Exactly. I, I saw yeah. Redis. Is it called Redis? R E D I S. Redis is like a database, and I think it can be used for two things: to store cache. So if you have very heavy website that does some okay. heavy database pool things, so that it doesn't do it every single time, you can cache that. So that next okay. time a user tries to access the same data, it's kind of very quick. And the second thing that can be used for is as a message broker, which I don't okay. have, know details, but basically Celery needs a, a message broker and then Redis can be done, oh. can be used. Oh, okay, that's that. called, is there one called RabbitMQ or something like that? Or uh, uh, Rabbit or? Basically Redis and RabbitMQ are similar that what they do for Celery, but Redis okay. also can do cache storage and it's easier to set up. Okay. Yeah. I've done yeah, I'm something new super all the time basic. Here. Yeah. I've I've done a super basic implementation of this and oh, I'm trying to build like an automated newsletter right now, but celery is complicated. I'm having trouble. So I've been really? for a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to ask you in a couple weeks, couple months, uh, how, how's yeah. it going? And if I could, if I know how to, I, I would love to help as well. So where do you host your website? How, how so did you right do now, I'm, So right now I chose, I chose Heroku because that was, I'm not very, I just picked the most easiest, straightforward way of like just getting it out there. And so I just, I, I looked around on YouTube through a lot of self-study and Reddit and stuff like that. And it seemed like there's some good tutorials out there on how to just post, push it through Heroku. So it seemed, it seemed to be the easiest way for me. And I just, I've been running with it that way. And how was it? it? It was easy in fact? It was pretty easy. Yeah. There's a really good tutorial out there on YouTube <clears throat> and just some Reddit posts as well of <clears throat> how to go through the whole process. I believe his name is Corey, his name's Corey Schaefer or Corey, yeah, I think it's Corey Schaefer. He's mm -hmm. on YouTube and he has a great tutorial on how to like push stuff to like, get, get yourself set up on Heroku and push new code there. Okay, cool. I tried Heroku first and then I just couldn't figure it out. And then in the really? end, I kind of, yeah, I don't know, the, the tutorial didn't work for me, but I, I just got into web development then. So right. all of it was new. And so the stars aligned and I ended up using a digital ocean droplet. So just a simple server because they, they have a couple of good guides as well. And I guess uh, last question I want to ask about your project specifically was if you have any revenue or use, if you plan on making it, or is it just a hobby thing that you hope that people will use? Yeah, I'm looking at a couple of different stages. Right now it's stage zero, if you will, is a hobby side project that tries to add some type of incremental non-zero value to people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and I think I've established that through sharing it with my peers and selectively reaching out to people on showing it on Reddit and getting that feedback from users. And I feel like I'm getting some decent traction because I'm getting a, like, I think around 20 new users a week, people looking at it. Oh, I'm nice. not sure. I'm not sure if I'm still like learning everything with Google analytics and stuff. So mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm understanding the data, what they're showing me is what that means. People are looking at it every day. And so that to me keeps me motivated. Okay, folks do find value in this. I think for the kind of the steps kind of one through N, they're a little unknown at this exact time, but I would say step maybe one to two is setting up a way for recruiters if they want to post their own jobs or their own positions that they're, that they're retained to fill on the website. 
And so that, that involves maybe setting up a Stripe, having like kind of like a post view, stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. a new challenge for me to start thinking about the next steps is like, how do I, you know, how can I monetize this in a meaningful way? I also have a smaller kind of blog resource where I put all the books out there that I think were really instrumental for me to get where I am today in finance. And mm -hmm. so I've had a little bit of an Amazon affiliate thing going on there that I'm just trying yeah. Um, yeah. to do as well. So that's on there as well. And those are kind of steps one and two, if you will, from where I'm at now. Cool. Um, yeah, actually, I checked out your website again today, and then I saw a couple of additions, like the search option for uh, different yeah. uh, cities, and then the, the post about your, the books. Actually, uh, interestingly, I bought that book, The Investment Banking by um, Rosenbaum. Oh, you did? Okay. Um, I haven't read it. Couldn't get myself to read it. I moved from I moved from hardcore finance investment type of jobs into like more yeah. plain data analysis. So I'm not doing any right. stuff now. But I think I, at some point I might want to return to it and with a more mature mind, if you will. <laughs> right. Uh, if, on, on briefly on that book, it's a really great book because it teaches. It really shows you how kind of the private markets work and how if you find out that the local manufacturing company down your road gets bought by private equity firm. Like it really talks to you, teaches people about like how things happen outside of like the New York stock exchange stock market. You know what I mean? It's a whole different world of like how deals are getting done and companies being invested in or being sold or merged with. So it's for sure. If you're coming from it from just like a, I'm just curious and I don't want to know the details, but just the general patterns of how things work. It's a really good resource for people just who have any type of finance inclination or background. Cool. Thanks for that. Do you have any other projects, Django related projects right now? Or if not, then maybe in the past or you plan to do anything else in the future? So right now, a Django related project I'm thinking about working on or that I've already done locally, but I want to build it, maybe build it into a, a full Django project is I like to watch UFC matches, UFC fights. And I've created a scraper that kind of aggregates a bunch of data about the different fighters and the athletes. And I'm thinking about maybe posting, posting it in a way that like maybe for my own personal consumption or just for select folks who want to are curious mm -hmm. of just looking at the data in a more kind of like a KPI or dashboard format. So cool. Some of the skill sets I could use there would be obviously doing the scraping on a, a server that's not locally hosted and then being able to show the data in a, like a, a unique way or an interesting way through D3, JS, like something like that. That's another thing I could learn. So I think it's, there's a lot of avenues for me to expand, expand my kind of like skill set by making an online scraper that runs intermittently crunches some of the data and then post it uh, through templates and stuff like that. That's, uh, that's job, very job cool. If I learn that. Yeah. No, go for it, I want to share it. I want um, to share it when, whenever I get it done. So you mentioned D3, actually a very interesting. I just started learning. I really wanted to learn for a while. And then I just started okay. maybe a month ago. I bought this book from, um, it's fullstack.io. The, okay. the, the book is called Fullstack D3 and data visualization. It's a pretty thick book. It's actually pretty costly. It was at least at full price. It was like around 70 bucks uh, with all the code okay. with the PDF version. Now due to the coronavirus, they gave you half the price. Oh, wow. And uh, I usually don't buy books. I try to find them online and then you usually <laughs> succeed. Um, but with this one, yeah, I just wanted to buy it. And then I went through a couple, couple chapters, did a simple bar chart. It's certainly something new. Did you have any JavaScript experience uh, beforehand? No, I don't have any JavaScript experience at all. And so that's a new, I think my kind of personal goal and like 
professional goal, if you will, would be to be able to like have have a strong understanding of both Object Python and Django, but also be at least proficient in JavaScript, HTML, CSS. Because right now I have very limited kind of knowledge of those. And I've been actually teaching myself JavaScript as of lately. So I can get the basics really down really strongly and then maybe migrate to an ExpressJS or a React, something like that. And then possibly make casual careers a into like a true separated front end back end type of project where in the back end I have mm-hmm. the rest framework consuming data via my scrapers and then the react side of things point ingesting the data doing all the manipulation and stuff like that so I think that's another way for me to expand my skill set but also add value and a better user experience to casual careers that's actually fantastic to hear because I personally I don't know how about other people and the listeners but I personally um, I can relate a lot to what you're saying right now is that I started with the backend and then slowly trying to get traction with the JavaScript and HTML mm-hmm. and CSS. So it's very interesting because I know a lot of people start with the front end and then they have a hard time understanding that you have to have a database, you have to set up a server. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going through some of the things as well. On the JavaScript frameworks, I've been looking into Vue a lot, but oh. to learn it a few times, uh, it's just a... Uh, very problematic. I find JavaScript very problematic. <laughs> yeah, that's why I noticed too. It's it, coming from, I, I went, essentially went from Java to Python and then stuck with Python for, I, I would consider myself like, like a junior intermi- intermediate programmer in Python. And just because it, I've been working with it so much and it's, it feels very natural to me. Like going back to JavaScript and uh, with the curly braces and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. some of the, the way they structure, way it's structured, and how it, you express things, it, it has been a, caused me more time to sit and think about: Do I really understand this? Okay, I need to practice this a little bit more. Like I understand the fundamentals, but how do you express that in the language that you want to express it in? It's been uh, the challenge for me is understand: Okay, you need to send my call in here, but you don't need it there. Stuff like that. It's just different. But I know it's one of those things where. If I want to grow as a programmer and engineer, I need to like this JavaScript, HTML, CSS. Those are, you know, the three, the big three that you need to know. And then I feel confident on the back end side of things, but to be able to kind of merge those together and make that connection will hopefully make me a more full stack, kind of well-rounded person. Yeah, yeah, sure. So regarding Django, how hard was it for you to learn it? How, um, what was the process? Was it easy? Was it hard? Any roadblocks? So at the beginning, at the beginning, when I first started, when I knew like the basics of Python and I could get around, I could pretty much solve most things and most kind of non-trivial things in Python. It was tough for me to really understand how web servers work. Like, what does this mm-hmm. term mean? And like, why are we doing this? Excuse me. And it was just kind of a very weird world that I was in that I just had no, I had no background of it because I came from university and they didn't have, I didn't have any background on how this works. Like it was very, I knew the basics of the programming language, but I'm like, how, like, how does this work? Like, why are, like, this seems really abstract. Like I'm just doing one thing and it takes care of all of it for me. This is weird. These models, URLs, views, templates, and these double curly braces. It was just a weird experience for me for like the first three months. And I was on and off with it for three months when I first decided I'm going to do this. And then I, then I like got distracted for like a month and a half with like work and life and like, just doing like regular Python in my like VS code thing and scraping and just doing whatever I felt like doing that day. And then I kind of came back to it with a fresh mind after a month after I did it, it started making more sense to me, like watching things on YouTube more and like just actually doing the work and like practicing it and like just 
committing myself to a project that I'm going to do and make it work no matter how ugly it is or how wonky it is. I'm just going to do it. So in a sense, looking back now, it, I would classify it as like between easy to medium, if you will, like it, it, like medium in terms of difficulty, because I understood the Python side of things it was just for me, it was getting used to like some of the parlance related to web servers and, you know, how you kind of show objects. And it was just, it was just a little bit of a, a learning curve with respect mm -hmm. to the, the jargon, if you will. You know what I mean? So I would say like, sure. if you, for those of you out there listening, I would say if you have a basic understanding of Python and you can you know, solve most general like entry level problems, you should be able to pick up on Django if you just work with it. You're, you'll have to use more resources that, than just the, the Django tutorial on their documentation website because it's, it's a little bit advanced for most folks. Yep, yep. Personally, I, I, I could get, I, personally, I got through and I understood it, but I needed some supplementary, I needed some supplementary help by using like other resources on YouTube and Reddit and all, all over the web. So it's, you need to take it from like a multiple angles if you want to really build things with Django. I but, totally agree with you. I resonate with all, a lot of things. Yeah, you, you, first of all, Django official tutorial can be um, over, over, overwhelming at first, but there, uh, fortunately, there is just a, a lot of tutorials, a lot of resources online. So that's a lot of things to use. Yeah, and one thing that helped me too is I conceptualized that like, it seems 80 to 95% of all like web apps out there and websites are out there are, are CRUD, they're CRUD apps. So create, read, update, delete. And so if you just keep that framework in your mind as you're building things out and just like, this is all we're doing and you understand the basics of a Django, like a very simple Django blog project or to-do app or something like that, um, that you can take that kind of mental model or that way of thinking and scale it up almost infinitely it can be applied yeah. almost anywhere and those skill sets and those tools that you learn and those kind of the fundamentals can be applied um to any other project you want to do in the future so that's once i got that i'm like oh okay like it doesn't it doesn't seem as daunting or as intimidating as it did before totally agree so if you had to name one resource that he was that helped you the most what would you say it is one resource that I had to say to help with. Maybe two. I would say, I would say that there's a guy out there named, let me look him up. His name's Will Vincent. Oh, yes. It's Will Vincent. I love his tutorials and his books. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I would say if I had to pick one to answer your question directly, I would say Will Vincent, it'd probably be the best one. I, I would also follow that up very closely, if not the same page. I would also use the Corey Schaefer gentleman. I understand what we're talking about. He does uh, streams once in a while, right? Or Yeah, yeah, it's, Co it's Corey Schaefer and he's on YouTube. His last name is spelled S-C-H-A-F-E-R. First name Corey with an E. And he's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. He's the one who really helped me take my project from. Will really helped me understand how Django works and how to build things. Corey's just as good, but he helped me, Corey particularly helped me launch my project, launch cash flow careers and help get it out there and walk me through some of the like idiosyncrasies of how to do it. So those two have been absolutely instrumental. And then a last one I gotta throw in there and that would be super helpful is, his name's Harrison. He, he does pythonprogramming.net. He's, he's also called Sentdex. S-E-N. Oh, yes. Yeah, T-D-E-X. He's on YouTube as well. And 
he was like, I've been watching him since probably 2015, 2016 of yeah. work, like Python related content. And he's been incredible. And I would recommend those three to like anybody for anything. And th those three are just amazing creators, builders, problem solvers. And I, I can't, I even bought Will's book to learn to really kind of get myself a good Django book. And those guys have been instrumental. Yeah. Yeah. I bought one too. And, and it was very useful. It was very useful. Yeah. For sure. Um, cool. I, I love how Syndex as well. I have been. I found out maybe a couple of years few years ago as well. And just some of the, his, his things are very cool. I'm sure because you are in finance. Have you ever checked out Quantopian? You familiar with uh, the platform? Yeah. So I, I did definitely check out Quantopian, and I really liked it. But I just kind of felt like for me, it was hard. It was hard to understand. While I am, am in finance, and I understand the general basics some of their material when i was on it was difficult to understand in terms of like how do i build something that's you know non-correlated to the market generates strong alpha and use all these predictors and stuff it was just tough for me because i didn't have a strong statistics background in undergrad i was a pure math major and i only took one stats course and it was very theoretical it wasn't to me real data analysis that it would be very applicable to me today so it felt like while I could have learned the statistics as I went along, it didn't feel as, it didn't grab me as much as like, as kind of some of the other stuff I built. Like I do analyzing data. I love crunching numbers and like understanding patterns and mm -hmm. telling the story with the data supporting it. So it's not a data thing. It's just, it didn't really resonate with me at the time when I was going through my kind of learning cycles of stuff that I was curious about. But I would definitely recommend that the folks, if they're interested in finance and kind of financial related data it's fun to crunch that number, that data set that they have but yeah i guess last two questions and we can sure. start slowly to wrap up what's the next thing for you for your career i'm assuming django has been a hobby project for you so you're mm -hmm. not going to go to web development a whole change of career but so what interests you and then what do you want to do with yeah for me personally i really want I, as i mentioned before i really want to learn and get a good understanding of the full stack of web development so I want to work, continue working through my JavaScript kind of self-studying and tutorials, HTML, CSS as well. Because right now, candidly, Cashflow Careers, it's great functionality and it works, but it could definitely use definitely a makeup boost on the front end in terms of some of the design and some of the kind of function, like kind of the user experience there. I know it has a lot of room for improvement. There. And then also, I really want to learn more. I just want to keep learning more and becoming more proficient with Django and also maybe learn definitely learn Django REST uh, framework as well. So I can build just more pure backend things and then use that skill set, that JavaScript, HTML, CSS skill set on the front end of things and be able to kind of whip, whip things up more quickly. I'd like this launch and for me, I don't have a hard time, but I, I, I'd like to find more projects that I can do that could hopefully have more of an immediate way of you know, generating revenue. And so mm -hmm. I'm always looking for new yeah. projects and new problems to solve out there. And for me, I want to be able to get this tool set that I just alluded to, just mentioned a few minutes ago, a few seconds ago, and be able to know that so quickly and so proficiently that I can just prototype more problems more quickly and see what, what sticks and what doesn't. So like I said, personally, like learning more about my existing frameworks and other frameworks, and then also solving more problems and hopefully getting some type of uh, a strong side hustle or some type of project that maybe some days supplants my current income or something I can actually build a, mm -hmm. a real team around. I can consider myself relatively entrepreneurial and I love solving problems. So 
anything that kind of helps me get to the incrementally the next level in those fields, I'm just, those are my next kind of steps. Perfect. Because for me personally, I wanted to build a website just to increase my chances of getting hired. Back when it was very hard right. to get hired. And then I was in an internship, so that went away. But I found out this about this uh, community called Indie Hackers. I have right. a feeling that you yeah. might know about them. And so, yeah, I started being passionate about building something. And just as you said a second ago, without going straight into it, because there's a lot of talk of people saying you can do no code and all that stuff. I wanted to learn how to build those things. Yeah. And yeah, it's something I aspire to. I want to learn more frameworks, as you said, learn more concepts on how to build things. And maybe at some point, whenever I have an idea, just do quick, a quick MVP exactly. and um, go from there. All right, I think that's it with the time. So thank you very much. Is there anything you want to tell the listeners if they want to reach you or any last thoughts anything yeah so for last thoughts i know obviously if you're listening to this you're probably already into django and python as it is and if you're a learner out there just take it you know take it step by step try not to get overwhelmed there's a lot of great resources out there look all over youtube look at the will vincent look at corey shapers of the world these folks are super helpful and instrumental and it may seem daunting at first, but it's not as complicated as you feel or maybe, and you'll learn the details and you'll learn the back end stuff as you go along. Just keep being curious and asking why and how things work. And you'll get there if you just keep working at it. That's really the key there is to keep working at it, keep trying to build things, keep solving problems as best as you can, and, and you'll get there. It takes a little bit of time, but it's, it'll be worth it once you can kind of whip something up with very minimal referencing or looking things up. It, it feels really nice. And then if for, for those of you who want to learn a little bit more about me or follow what I, what I do, you can find me on Twitter at, at itstdye. That's I-T-S-T-D-Y-E. Feel free to follow me there. I tweet about everything, anything that I'm thinking or, or yeah. observing in the world. I'm not necessarily, not particularly about anything in, in general. I work in fintech, so I do have an affinity for that. But yeah, and anyone's more than welcome to reach out to me and talk to me with questions or anything. I, I don't claim to be an expert, but I'm learning as much as I can, just like everybody else. Well, thank you very much for being. Uh, thank you. This is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, actually, you know what? If it's okay with you, we could hypothetically do uh, an, another one in I don't know, half a year or something. See how, how you're yeah. doing with the progress, what's going on. And, no, I'd uh, love to. Yeah. Or yeah. Whenever you want it, honestly. I mean, if you want to talk in a month, two, three months, four or five months from now, it's cool with me. I love, I love collaborating with people and, and really yeah. learning with people who kind of learn the same thing I am. It's, it's, it can get lonesome talking or just working by yourself on things or yeah. not being able to ask another human a question immediately like that so yeah especially in the yeah. hard times like this exactly yeah it's times like these that you need to reach out and lean on folks yeah. again thank you very much for coming thank talk you soon. so much yep talk to you soon Bye. thank you have a good day